Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. Welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast, episode 24. Depending on when you're listening to this, there is something going on in the world of work right now called the Great Resignation. So if you're listening to this past 2021, then maybe you'll remember it. But it's really interesting to me why there is a great resignation and why people are starting to question their work life in such a way that they're willing to leave and pursue something different. There's lots of conversation going on about it. It's the it's the work from home versus on site and hybrid workplaces and people feeling undervalued or finally just deciding they do not want to deal with that toxic workplace anymore. If there's something that 2020 and thus far in 2021 has taught us is that we actually have choices. We actually have opportunities in front of us all the time. It's just a matter of, are we bold enough to pursue them? And I would really hope that it doesn't take a pandemic or a toxic work environment or being underpaid for years and years to be the thing that finally compels you to seek out the thing, the job that gets you in a place where you love your work life. And so today I want to talk a little bit about lessons learned from Viktor Frankl. He wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. And if you aren't familiar with Viktor Frankl, he was an Austrian neurologist, psychologist, and philosopher, and a Holocaust survivor. As a result of his experience in a concentration camp, he came out of it and created a new psychological theory called logotherapy. And ultimately, the idea behind logotherapy is that our existence is really about finding meaning in life. It is about looking for the meaning in what we do. And I love this. This book really changed my life. Part one is about his camp experience and and it's rough. I will be totally honest and upfront with you. But to see someone, to read about someone who has gone through that and was able to create an approach to life around something so horrific, there's something that we can all learn from that. Now, 
logotherapy is based on the premise that the primary motivational force of an individual is to find a meaning in life. And I have this sneaking feeling that there's an element of that in this great resignation that we are currently experiencing. So let me offer you a few ideas about how to find meaning in your present moment, wherever you are, if you love your job, if you hate your job, if you're looking for a job, if you're thinking about looking for a job, if you're thinking about that pivot or the idea that you really deserve a promotion right now. When you think about the meaning behind things, it really comes down to your choice. Tony Robbins is kind of famous for for talking about this as well, that, you know, if we are looking for what's wrong, we're going to find it. And it's just as easy to look for what's right in our life as it is to look for what's wrong. I like to even think of it like this. I'm, I'm naturally a positive, optimistic person. I'm definitely a glass half full person. But as I have studied and coached many people through their work transitions, what I've learned is that it doesn't really matter if you are a positive thinker or a realist, as you negative Nellies often call yourself. It doesn't really matter. All that really matters is, are the thoughts you're having serving you or not? Are they serving the bigger picture you have for your life and moving you towards that? Are they getting you connected to the meaning that you're seeking? Or are they not? You can totally neutralize thoughts and just make a decision about them. Is this moving me towards what I want or is it keeping me stuck? I love the way Viktor Frankl puts it in his book, and I'm, I'm not quoting verbatim, but I use this a lot in my coaching sessions, and that is there is a space between a thought and the meaning we attach to that thought. You have a circumstance and you have what you think about that circumstance. This is something that my coach, Brooke Castillo, talks about a lot. She's created something called the model. And the model talks about the relationship between our thoughts and our results. And there's, a, there's an influence here with, with what Viktor Frankl is saying is there's that little tiny space And often we ignore it or we're moving so fast or our thoughts are happening so quickly or they're writing down well-worn neurological pathways that we're not really stopping to look for that space. But the fact is that when you're undervalued, you can decide what that means. You can decide that it means something bad that it means you're not good enough, that it means you'll never ever get what you want, or that it means you need to go out and get a master's degree or take more courses or any of that. You can decide. But what if you just decided to make it mean this isn't the right place for you? That you actually have more opportunities. Someone else's 
thoughts about your value don't have to equal your thoughts about your value. You don't have to adopt everyone's story about you. You actually get to decide your own story. Those are the thoughts that will help you create the change that you want to create in your life, to find the meaning that you want to find in your life. I want to encourage you today to not accept anyone else's opinion of you, to not accept anyone else's idea of what a fulfilled life and career looks like. You get to choose all of it. You get to decide in that little space of time what it means. I want to read a little something from the book. And this is in this is in part two, where he's getting deeper into discussions on the meaning of life. And I quote, I doubt whether a doctor can answer this question, the question of the meaning of life, in general terms. For the meaning of life differs from man to man, from person to person, day to day, from hour to hour. What matters, therefore, is not the meaning of life in general, but rather the specific meaning of a person's life at a given moment. To put the question in general terms would be comparable to the question posed to a chess champion. Tell me, Master, what is the best move in the world? There simply is no such thing as the best or even a good move apart from a particular situation in a game and the particular personality of one's opponent. The same holds true for human existence. One should not search for an abstract meaning of life. Everyone has his own specific vocation or mission in life to carry out in a concrete assignment which demands fulfillment. Therein, people cannot be replaced nor life be repeated. Thus, everyone's task is as unique as their specific opportunity to implement it. As each situation in life represents a challenge and presents a problem for us to solve, the question of the meaning of life may actually be reversed. Ultimately, we should not ask what the meaning of life is, but rather recognize that it is us who is asked. In a word, we're each questioned by life, and we can only answer to life by answering for our own life. To life, we can only respond by being responsible. Thus, logotherapy sees in responsibleness the very essence of human existence. There is so much power. This is me now. There's so much power in taking responsibility for your thoughts, in taking responsibility for the meaning that you attach to any given circumstance, and choosing to think a thought that actually serves you, that actually creates a feeling that propels positive actions, that propels effective actions towards the result that you're aiming for. So if you're questioning why, if you're questioning if it's all worth it, 
you're asking yourself the wrong questions. Start asking yourself, what if this is the motivation I needed to take that next step? What if this toxic environment or this difficult boss is the very thing that is going to kick me in the butt to get me to do the thing that I always wanted to do? Instead of defeat me, instead of obscure my vision, it's actually opening up my vision of what's possible. I hope you take that with you this week and that you realize that anything is possible. There's been so much in your life that's happened that you never imagined would. Why would it be any different in the future? You've got this. And I hope that you see yourself with the possibilities that I see for you and I don't even know you. I just know that I'm an example of what's possible. I just have hundreds of clients who've experienced what's possible. And if we can, you can too. All right, talk to you next time. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out my Love Your Work Life programs on Teachable. You can choose from on-demand courses or personalized one-on-one coaching with me. We take all of this material and apply it so that you can live it and create the career you want. Because when you love your work life, all the other parts of life get better too. So go to Love Your Work Life Teachable as search terms or love-your-work-life.teachable.com. I will see you there.